and you are very welcome to Genius Hack. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It is a happy Tuesday. It's always a happy Tuesday with Genius Hack. Because it's not Monday anymore. Because it's not Monday. Yeah, because it's not (laughs) Monday anymore. And Monday's rough. They are. They really are. You you know those fake Mondays Mm -hmm. where like either... It's, it's Monday and you think it's Tuesday and then you realise halfway through it's Monday. So mm-hmm. they're, they're the worst. Oh. But that's just bad in general when you had you are 100% sure it was a certain day and then it's like, nope, nope. Yeah. Actually, no, it's worse when it's like weekend because like, I don't know what it is by Thursdays, but I'm like, woo, yeah, Friday. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Friday yet. That happened to me today. Oh. I was convinced. I was like, okay, look, right, today is a bit of a long day, but like it's getting to the end of the week. No, it's not. No. It's still early in the week. It is, yeah. <laughs> That just happens. I think that just happens. Like, we're just cursed to uh, thinking it's much later in the week than it is. Well, I mean, like, time is a construct. So, I mean, if we really, really didn't want to believe in the days, we didn't have to. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we're confined by work and things like that. But ideally. Yeah, we're forced into time. Yeah, I have some interesting time news for you later on. Oh, yes, please. That you may have heard about. No. That's an interesting thing that we can kind of talk about for a second. Yeah. We're getting rid of that. Are we for sure, though? Yeah, we're getting rid of that. Europe, anyway, is getting rid of that. Damn it. No, I'm happy. Why are you unhappy? I like when it's darker for longer. But they haven't decided which way they're picking you. <gasps> Please keep it darker for longer. No. Please. No. I love the darkness. No, it's depressing and stuff. It's my brand. <laughs> it's your brand. <laughs> darker for longer. Like I'm genuinely serious. When the summer when the when the summer solstice comes mm-hmm. and like, you know, longest day in the year and stuff like that. I am so excited because I'm just like, oh, yeah, the days are going to get shorter. It's like, or it's still June. It's just like, yeah, I don't care if it's still getting shorter from here. (laughs) No, see, the days will still get shorter. It's just like it means we'll have an extra hour of daylight in the winter. But the hours like speed it up. It's like, ooh. No. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Let us know your opinion. Yeah, actually, if people do, uh, if people, I'm sure people have opinions Mm -hmm. on whether they prefer it to be darker for longer or get they write that a little bit longer and everything where's the sun just hurts you and hurts your eyes and makes the roads dangerous to 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 be all blinding the dark makes the road dangerous or no because you have headlights when the sun reflects off the road and you can't see anything in front of you that is probably the most terrifying moment in driving yes but if like me you have bad night vision then even with headlights it's pretty dangerous in the dark (laughs) that's circumstantial so we don't we don't <laughs> count us bad night vision people. But it would be it would be bad in the daytime as well. My daytime vision is perfectly fine. But not if you're getting the glare off the road. Circumstantial. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Ireland. You're not getting much sunlight strong enough to be glaring off the road. Actually, the problem is the sun is really low. And oh. like, yeah. So actually, we're really unlucky. Yeah, well, look, it's grand. You're the only one complaining. <laughs> well, there's probably some Maybe other people shouting at Maybe their their radio or phone or whatever mm-hmm. they're listening on going, no, I equally hate the sun. Team Orla or Team Sean? Mm. Team Darkness or Team Not Darkness? Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just light and bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> See, even though I prefer things a little bit darker and mm-hmm. creepier and those types of things, like Halloween is my favourite holiday of the year. Fake fan. I'm not, though. <laughs> no. I just like it. I've a lot of good memories from when I was a kid and a teenager of like those really long summer days. And yeah. they were, so it's just, it's that. It's okay. me being all nostalgic. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> we've got some interesting news. As I said, we'll talk a bit later about an interesting time related thing, which mm. some people have probably heard of by now because we're kind of all over the place. So I'm I'd so be surprised if you didn't hear of it. Um, but uh, we've got that. But we were talking, um, and what inspired this thing today was we were talking earlier in the week about um, 
the idea or last week about the idea of like machines and robots taking mm. people's jobs yeah and i think that fear has been around for an awful long mm. time like since the industrial revolution yeah. essentially but i was reading a thing there uh the other day about the industrial revolution that was the big fear as you mm. said the the, uh, the fear of machines taking people's jobs has yeah. been that's pro- basically when it kicked off yeah but the industrial revolution actually created more jobs than it ever took away exactly yeah. so it's one of those things that we're like there's jobs now that didn't exist five years ago. Yeah. There's jobs that didn't exist ten years ago. I mean, how long has people are people listening to this could be social media managers. Yeah. Social media exactly, manager yeah. wasn't wasn't a thing yeah. not that long ago. Exactly. So I mean there's there's jobs that get created because of this. Like there'll be it's more techno technological jobs probably. It's quite balanced, I think. Mm. And I mean, like you said, like things will always need to have somebody behind the yeah. creator. So yes, it might take away from a specific type of job, like say for example supermarkets like you know self-scan mm-hmm. even though there's still loads of pe- people scan people scan <laughs> meat scanners <laughs> <laughs> people scanners there's still a load of meat people who as scan well, your things yes as well as self-scanners but like I remember when they came out like, mm-hmm. there was a big like oh yeah <gasps> we're never gonna see a cashier ever again kind of thing yeah but and like no realistically did. no because you have to have people who are in charge of making sure you know they're Everything okay and people okay, don't yeah. nick stuff and, and people supervise the self-scan as that's well. what I'm saying like yeah. people are su- supervising them and they still have like if you go into like uh, any of the supermarkets that have them a lot of times they still have the same number of tills mm. they just have the self-scan over to the side for people yeah. like me who don't like dealing with people and yes. want to instead go through a self-scan <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what people are worried about because that is one of the jobs that I looked that I was looking up that they were saying could end up disappearing mm. um, over time is customer service essentially right. um, because you will have essentially robots that can do that kind of stuff and there's a, a, you've probably heard of this um, Amazon have their own supermarkets they've <gasps> trialed yes. a couple and this is so cool yeah sorry <coughs> excuse me and yeah there's no people yeah. like who actually work in them well I think the only people who work in them are um, what do you call them uh Security. security security and I think there's a couple of staff members who make sure the shelves are stacked and yeah. who do all that kind of stuff but yeah a- Amazon Go is what they're called yeah, but that's so cool have you seen the videos on how that works I saw early ones yeah. like before it was an actual thing I was like this is what it's gonna be like well it's a big mix of things essentially like you you have to have the Amazon app on your phone yeah and you have like a Q, I think it's a QR code that comes up oh. and when you walk in you have like you know like when you're getting on a train mm-hmm. and you scan your leap card as you walk yeah, past yeah, the thing yeah. and the gate opens and lets you in. It's yeah. like that, but you scan the app. Okay. So actually, it's closer to if you've ever if you've gotten a plane recently and had your plane ticket on your phone oh, yeah. instead of on your thing, and you just scan that and yeah. it reads the QR code. It's exactly the same idea, and that essentially like logs you in. Right. And then as you take an, it's all done through. There's like a really clever advanced algorithm that were algorithm mm, algorithms. My teeth got <laughs> in the way of that one there. Uh, that that are built into the system but there's like there's cameras there's infrared cameras and cameras and that all in the ceiling okay. looking down at everything and essentially when you pick something up off the shelf it knows you picked it up and because there's also like GPS following you around the shop so uh-huh. it knows you're, you're moving around the shop because oh, it has to keep so track weird. of you Obviously. so it knows you so it knows Orla has gone and scanned her thing she's come in we're following her around the shop she's picked up this bag of flour we know she's picked up this bag of flour. It's worth this much. And that gets added to your shopping basket on Amazon, essentially. That's so, so you, weird. And I've seen people it's do so it where cool, you can put so stuff weird. in your backpack. You can just like, ah. it's like you're stealing things. Yeah. You can just take them to the shelf, put them in. And I've seen people trying to trick it. Now, there's been a few occasions where people have been charged for something they didn't buy mm. or haven't been charged for things they did buy. Yeah. 
and um, <clears throat> their returns policy was a little bit weird. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why I apparently seem to be choking on nothing. <laughs> but uh, people were like returning, saying they didn't buy certain items and they actually had. So there was a little bit of right. stuff going on where people were kind of fiddling with it a bit. Yeah. But um, now it seems to be working pretty well. And then right. what happens is you walk out of the shop and as you walk out, the app realizes you've walked out and it deducts that from your account. Yeah. So you get charged. So it's like, yeah. it's so simple. That That's really cool. That's the future of supermarkets, I think. Oh, definitely. Mm. No like, queuing. You never have to queue. Oh, my God. That sounds beautiful. Mm. The and only kind of queues are going into the shop sometimes if there's a lot of people going in. The best, two the minutes. best part is it means that nobody is going to be forced to work in retail again. Now, look, I know the loss of jobs is bad. Mm-hmm. But honestly... Retail, yes, it's often like you know your stepping stone into into the working yeah. world. You don't need it. And we've both done oh, it. We've both gosh. done retail. We're both former retail people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have lived to tell the tale. So, but <laughs> like retail, though, it's my thoughts are with anybody who's in retail. But I think it's it's people gonna be mean. cool. People are really mean. People are really mean. Yeah. I, no, could, I could so tell so cool. I could tell some retail horror stories as yeah. well. But um no, I think it's it's a really cool kind of advancement in how people are going to shop. Definitely. You know, it's it's changing the way we're going to we're going to shop and the way we're gonna get around and, and stuff. That's so futuristic. That's so cool. Because I mean like why like it wouldn't be stopping at groceries or mm. anything like that. It would be like anything you can buy. Imagine like a situation where Cartier. you're late for a meeting. <laughs> you've you know, say I'm, I'm late for a meeting I have a meeting on and I was t- taking a bit of time I had a coffee and I spilled it all over my short <laughs> and you're like oh no run into a shop if you know your size grab the short leg it out the door yeah because it literally takes you two minutes run in pick it up and go yeah and you're charged for it on your phone it's fine there's no yeah. waiting there's no queuing you don't have that panic so you can literally just grab it run to the nearest toilet change head off to your meeting Ugh. so stuff like that is where it's going to be really handy where That's you can really just quickly cool. just buy stuff and go yeah Fast-paced lifestyles. Mm. If anything, life is getting faster and faster and faster. Yeah, and this will like, just add to it. Everything's getting simpler and simpler. We need to do more and more and more in mm. allocated times. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and this will help people fit more in yeah. to those times they have. Either side. And even stuff like your, um, there is other topics here. There is there is other, <laughs> other facts. Of the f- I didn't actually introduce this segment. It was like this is our facts thing, and we're talking yeah. about jobs that could be lost because of uh, robots. because of robots. But before we get onto that, like just to continue talking about this a little bit. Little things like your lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, now you have to run in, say you go in somewhere and you're getting like a pre-packed sandwich and a drink, like a Tesco meal deal or yeah. other shops are available meal deals. Um, pick up your sandwich, your drink, your crisps, whatever, and then you have to go stand in your queue. Yeah. Instead, walk in, Eating grab it and leave. Yeah. You're not eating into you your lunch You could even time. start eating it before you leave, like. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the legal thing on that is. Well, like, if it's already, if it's already charged to you. You haven't been charged till you leave the shop. Yeah, but I mean, if it's still there, if you like, when you as leave. long as you bring the label with you, I suppose, yeah, or the packaging or whatever. But is it scanning the label when you leave? No, it doesn't scan anything. The no, cameras, you know. the cameras realize you've picked the thing up, yeah. so it gets charged to your account, but it doesn't get deducted yet. It gets added to your basket. Yeah, but if they know it, it it's like it's been picked up, then like it should. But you could difference. just put it back down on the shelf after drinking it. But it'd be a different weight. Oh, there is weight calculated as yeah. well. That's true. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> ah, clever. And then you'd probably have someone come out going, well, why is that bottle a lot lighter than it was yeah. last time you picked it up? <laughs> Good point. I had kind of, that had gone over my head a little bit. But uh, there's the first one anyway. Food has mass. <laughs> Food does have mass. <laughs> it's very religious. Uh, <laughs> I had to. Low hanging fruit. Um, 
Yeah. And you could probably buy some low-hanging fruit. <laughs> but um, another one is, and we'll kind of get into this topic a little bit more in, in, in a few whiles, but long-haul truck drivers. Oh. There's already been tests done um, with you know, self-driving vehicles that yeah. have gone like big, long distances, and they've tested it, and it works. Yeah. Um, I actually have a whole. I have a few things about self-driving hmm. vehicles. Ooh! Mm-hmm. So look for stick around if you Stay want to find tuned. out more about self-driving vehicles. Um, but yeah, so the idea would be if they get to the point where self-driving vehicles are really good, mm. like to the point where you know they're safe. We know they're te- they're tested and safe, and they can get around. Mm-hmm. Long-haul truck drivers. It's one of the more dangerous jobs yeah. because a lot of times people in order to make their deliveries and get back in, in good time are driving yeah. through the night, they're tired, they're, you know, it, is, it can be a very dangerous job yeah. if you're just trying to get it done, which realistically, you work to make money. At the end of the day, you just want to get your job done and go home. Exactly. So, of course, that's what they're going to be trying to do, um, which, you know, I can understand it, but it's dangerous. There so, was an incident only a couple of years ago in Ireland and it was a very serious crash mm. and like a lady died and it was awful. And it was because of fatigue, was it? Mm-hmm. And because there's been some talk in the news about changing the laws around driver fatigue mm. in, in terms of long haul truck drivers. Because, yeah. I mean, trucks are very big and can be quite... Destructive. That's the right yeah. Thing. And that's Ireland where, realistically, if you're driving anywhere in Ireland, you're talking like maximum <laughs> drive time is going to be maybe, f- what, four or five hours? Yeah. Maybe if you're going from Donegal to Cork, it's a bit longer yeah. or something. <laughs> but your drive's not that long. Now, yeah. a lot of these drivers, it's a case of they drive somewhere, they drive somewhere else, they drive, you exactly. know, it's, they're yeah, gone like all the over. the ferry and stuff like that. But so. where this would be great for is like the States, where people are driving mm. nearly cross-country, essentially, yeah. and they're driving for days. Yeah. Like, sometimes it can be days. And sometimes someone might make that decision to drive longer than they really should because yeah. they want to try and make up time. Maybe they got delayed, they had a flat or something and they had to make yeah. up time. Whereas in this case, the it takes away it's that a, risk. Yeah, it's a computer. It's completely 100% logic driven mm-hmm. and it's not going to take risk. It's not going to get tired. Yeah. And it can do those things. So, and in terms of to get a bit kind of a businessy here, I suppose, uh, in terms of if you're an employer, You've got the option of employing a few hundred drivers or a one-off payment of buying all of these automated things and just yeah. employing some repair workers. Yeah. A lot of places are going to go for the option of having the driverless vehicles. And, like, I'd say there could be that whole thing of, like, if it does come to this, then if you're going to be, like, firing a bunch of drivers, it's like, look, we're going to offer you a class or mm. a course in repairs. Yeah, so, so you can move on to a different profession. thing. Yeah. And in some cases, I know now when it comes to driverless cars, the regulation says you have to have somebody in the car. Yeah. Someone has yeah. to be sitting behind the wheel, even though they don't have to be touching it. Someone has to be sitting behind the wheel. Yeah. And that makes sense. Oh, but it I does. mean, like, at least they can like, you know, have a nap until an alarm goes off yeah. or something like that. Absolutely. There's there's things that need to be... <laughs> yes, that's what the alarm sounds like. Yes. Or I was going to record the sound for all the alarms. <laughs> yeah. Even more jobs created. But talking about driving things as well, like we're talking about that, uh, taxi drivers. Yes. That's another one. That's kind of already happening in, I think it's in Abu Dhabi, I'm going to say there, could be wrong. But um, it's not quite driverless taxis but they're drones that carry people oh drones that carry people yeah that sounds really interesting yeah and it's like enough space for one person and um it's nuts but no drivers and okay. no traffic no nothing that's really I'll cool tr- i'll try to get a picture of these um, and then we'll put it on social media yes yeah, so we'll pop it up on social media if we find a picture of it but yeah. that's that's as you said it's already kind of starting yeah. and similar to the drive to the 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 Say for me, the HGV drivers, like the, yeah. the heavy goods drivers, similar idea, like taxi companies wouldn't have to employ people. Yeah. 
instead they could just have these self-driving cars and it's kind of so we, we're looking at we're actually looking at an image now of these drone things and as I said we'll pop it up on social media so you guys can see it uh, it was Abu Dhabi as well yeah it is uh, Dubai oh that one's in Dubai sorry um, but yeah they're just like little helicopters yeah that's really cool though like you can just hop in and it brings you where you need to go just for people who can't see it if you visualise it imagine a drone that has its this, this has two propellers doesn't it so it's yes. two propellers on it and it has like a cockpit so you can sit in it but obviously it wouldn't be a standard cockpit there's no driver no. it would be more of a cabin I suppose that you sit in and it brings you where you need to go just that is cool this, isn't that re- and that's happening at the moment mm. like that's not in the beginning stages that's something that's currently happening mm. in the world and that's something I'd like to see instead of because obviously I don't, we'll get our hover <coughs> cars soon guys we will this is like our equivalent Yeah. but obviously no, no one wants to see taxi drivers and stuff losing their job obviously yeah. Um, and I think there always will be a market for them because there's always going to be a certain amount of people who won't trust getting into a, a driverless car. For sure. You know, they're going to want to get into a car with a taxi driver. Yeah. But I think in Sometimes terms of... Sometimes you need that therapist for an hour. He's yeah. a professional, just a taxi driver. <laughs> but I think in terms of safety, it's great as well in terms yeah. of if you have to put, say, if a younger person's getting a taxi or a lot of times, sadly, on nights out, especially, sadly, you still have situations where a lot of women are scared to get yeah. in taxis by themselves. I hate getting in taxis by myself. Yeah. Like, if I do, it's either through an app or I take a picture of the thing and I send it to, like, at least two of my friends mm. so they know exactly <coughs> what time I got in, what the code is and where I got in the taxi. That's clever, actually. Mm. That's really clever. One time I did it on Snapchat because I was kind of drunk and my friend was just like, Orla, it's gone. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had to do it again. <laughs> 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 and these are the dangers of drinking while sitting in a car. Yes. I was going to say drinking and driving, but you're not driving. That's, and that's a totally different that's story. That's a totally different story and we do not commend that or condone that, excuse me. I uh, also don't commend that. No. But um, what was I saying? <laughs> I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought now. With safety but in, yeah, in drivers. Safety type. when it comes to drivers. Um, if you, obviously we have a certain safety features now in terms of like, as you said, like with the app, mm-hmm. uh, the app tracks what car you're in, there's mm-hmm. GPS, it follows you the whole way. Yeah. So you're, it's highly unlikely that you'd get into too much trouble when you're using that. But it's yeah. another layer of security to know that you don't have to get into a car with a randomer. Exactly, it's, yeah. You're getting into a car with a robot who's yeah. hopefully friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't want to be doing it when it's you know, part of the AI revolution and all this. No. Yeah. When you just it, need to have, have that sweet spot, which I think we're in at the moment, where the AI just isn't there yet. And for that, listen back to uh, season one. Yes. <laughs> we, we had a whole episode on that. Um, interesting one as well, uh, healthcare workers. Oh, I have a story now, about this. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell your story? Or I'll get. I'll get okay, um, but they're talking about there's there's already been stuff done. Now they're saying no, we're not going to have a situation where there's no doctors and it's mm-hmm. all robots. Like that's not going to happen. There'll yeah. always be human physicians and doctors and stuff because there has to be. Yeah. Um, and even in terms of if you've got an issue, you've got a problem. A lot of people want to talk to a person. Yeah. Because as good as AI and stuff gets there's nuance with talking to a person and you can go into detail that you might not be able to go into and all this kind of stuff so a lot of people would prefer a person exactly so it's not going to completely go away but it's going to be more that um, some really complicated surgeries they've already found they've been able to make them easier while using a robot Um, and there's already yeah exactly well not avoid it but cut it down yeah. Um, and there's already, there's this one I found really interesting. I'm um, reading the thing on the website. If you want to read into it more, it's called Motley Fool. Uh, but they talk about jobs that are possibly going away. Mm. Um, but they cite this situation where it's actually AI. Doctors are currently testing AI that helps to diagnose patients. So right. 
you know the way we always a lot of people and you shouldn't don't do it we all do it though we go to Dr. Google and you I don't search know how many symptoms. times I've died we all do it yeah. and the problem is I, I just quick aside I was talking about this with someone the other day and the problem with searching up these types of things is I guarantee you you type in any symptom think of a symptom type it in it's probably the symptom of some form of bloody cancer yeah and it's going to telling you oh that's it now We've all signed our own death warrant so many times yeah. at this point. I mean, I'm either dying or pregnant after I sneeze. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Me too. And I, can, I can't be pregnant, but that's, somehow. That's yeah. my favourite thing. When guys get told they're pregnant because Google. <laughs> but, uh, I've, been, I've been told I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, they're trying to come up with an AI so that you would actually be able to do this to an extent and be diagnosed by a computer. And what they found is there's actually some pretty promising results. Uh, a team at uh, Harvard have worked on this. And AI has actually helped to diagnose breast cancer in patients now they can already be about 96% accurate when they do it but this got them up to 99.5% accuracy what so they were already really good you have to remember there was a baseline of 95% already 96 excuse me so they were already really good at detecting breast cancer but this got them up to 99.5 which is essentially you're never going to give you 100% so this is as close to 100% as we can probably conceivably get right now that's amazing that's unreal that's that's so cool. And like that just means like the future of it is mm. only going to get better. Like not only just for breast cancer, for, for different types of cancers. I'm just going to squeeze out here for a second and go get water. If you hear me knocking onto a table, it's because I'm getting my drink. Show me what? But uh, I did it and I didn't knock anything over. That's great. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're going to be in a situation where there's a lot more, you know, AI and computers and stuff used for this stuff. And if they can improve percentages in something as difficult as, you know, detecting cancers, detecting yeah. illnesses, that's absolutely something they should continue to follow and, and pursue. Definitely. And like, because I mean, as we said before, like we said a few times on the show, that like technology is always growing. And to see like technology being used in every single fi- field imaginable, like we just went from truck drivers to cancer research mm-hmm. and cancer detection. Like, it Couldn't be further apart. Yeah. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Like. That's amazing. And like we've already seen we've, situations where robots have been used in surgeries mm. in order to, to perform really detailed, tiny movements that a, a human, a human still has to control them. They'll have like a, a joysticky type thing. Yeah. But it's, it's still precise. way more precise than a person can be. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to call myself a surgeon, but I, I do watch <laughs> a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, well, I think so, that qualifies you. Just about. Yeah. yeah I just don't have the paper. Yeah, you say. finish all the seasons, you get a doctorate. So yeah, works, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not quite up to date, that's why I don't mm. have the qualifications yet. Well, there you but go. <laughs> no commitment. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I mean, obviously I know Grey's Anatomy is all dramatised. Mm-hmm. But, like... What? It's not a documentary, I know. <gasps> I found this out not too long ago. I just Harper. thought they were a lot of really, really unfortunate people. <laughs> <laughs> really attractive, unfortunate, unfortunate people, people. <laughs> in the one unfortunate hospital. Oh, crazy, crazy so stuff. So many plane crashes. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, obviously they, like, take inspiration from news stories yeah. and stuff like that um, for their plots. And there are situations where, like, you know, there's a misdiagnosis or mm-hmm. they miss something or they make a simple mistake in an, in an operating room and like the patient dies or yeah. is permanently damaged and stuff like that. And that's where robots and AI come in. And even even stress levels kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if it's a very, if it's a high pressure surgery and like, you know, your patient flatlines or something like that. I mean, well, I suppose actual surgeons are trained how to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> Unlike that's you. One, that's one training that I, I missed that season. You missed that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, I wasn't there for that class. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, it does kind of eradicate those just human errors. Mm. I mean, you could be the best person in the world at whatever you do, but yeah. you're still human. Exactly. You said you had a story about... Oh, the, yeah. yes. Um, so, kind of about the, the robot health workers. Um, there's an issue going around Sorry, that sentence moment. sounded really cool. That, robot that sentence sounded so futuristic. You know, about the, the, the robot health workers. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut across. It just sounded too good not to. Um, well, so it wasn't, like, this is what the media called it. <coughs> a ro- like a robot, what is it? Um, robot doctor delivers bad news. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, I'm coming to kill you all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, I, I found this out from this YouTuber called Dr. Mike, and he's a really interesting one. And the name of the video is Robot Doctor Delivers, ba- Delivers Bad News. Mm-hmm. And um, so just credit where credit's due for yeah. find, finding this out there. And it was basically, the media called it this, but it was, what happened was there was a patient who was really sick and um, it got test, they got test results um, really late at night. Mm-hmm. And there was one family member left and they were still with the with the patient. And um, the doctor video called. So they brought in ah. this screen to say what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the doctor gave the patient this diagnosis through a screen, like basically through a Skype call. A Skype call. Skype, Skype, yeah. call. Skype, Skype call. call. <laughs> <laughs> a Skype call. And like the the family were very very upset. Like the the family member that w- that was the only one that was with the patient at the time had to translate what the doctor was saying to the patient. Right. Yeah. And um, then like the the rest of the family was contacted and they were all rushed to the hospital. And it was um it was a well, that's what it was. They were discussing about um uh, hospice care mm-hmm. essentially and explaining to the to the patient that they didn't have much long left and like their options when it comes to care. Yeah. And um and it was kind of considered that it, it was insensitive because there are just things that are lacking in these kind of situations when yeah. you're talking to a screen. Now it wasn't quite a robot, but it was still mm. that techno is the technology aspect of it and um the like Dr. Mike um, he's an actual doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's saying like, you know... He's not a Grey's Anatomy no. educated doctor. <laughs> no, he actually learned. I think he does watch some Grey's Anatomy. Though. Okay. <laughs> well, he has to if he needs to yes, be good. Yes, yeah, to know. stay on top of the game. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he was saying, there's different things you get from interacting with a patient in person. Like they pick up on your body language. You yeah. pick up on theirs. <clears throat> like just inflections that just don't come across through like a video screen oh, of course, yeah. and things like that and um, basically the, the hospital were I think they're getting sued for the lack of empathy and all this and um, there was pros and cons to this like, not in this situation like mm. the overall consensus was that should not have been used Yeah, um, it should have been if the, if the doctor wasn't there should have waited first thing in the morning let all the family there get a proper translator and sit down with the family and all this and do it properly mm-hmm. whereas this was in the middle of the night on a screen like it would probably feel like a dream like yeah and um well it would like this robot essentially mm. <laughs> telling you oh, yeah yeah you're dying mm, that's yeah I, I think and it was saying that like you know these kind of things, if it's that kind of situation, that it should only be in extreme yeah. circumstances, like very, very, very last resort if uh, you have to give that kind of news. Absolutely. But if it's just kind of general, like, 
diagnosis. Like, yeah, if it's just right, you're going to need to have that tooth removed after all. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, that lesion on your back is completely harmless. You know, yeah. these types of things. Like, like if it's something small. Yeah. yeah, just like non-life-threatening or concerning ones. Yeah, because even fine. if it is just, okay, look, this is this serious surgery, you are going to need to have it. Yeah. Something like that. It's not exactly bad news it's just sort yeah, of just like, like updating matter of fact, yeah. yeah but I think if it's going to be something serious like yeah you don't have much longer left or yeah. you're being diagnosed with this life changing illness yeah. you should have somebody sit down with you and have a conversation yeah. about the whole process because it just seems literally and figuratively cold mm-hmm. because it's a machine telling you this and yeah. even though it is a real person behind this and like you know they could be like have really empathetic facial expressions. It's not the same. <laughs> and like, you know, even like, you know, putting putting your hand on their hand or something mm. like that or just like having that human connection. I think that's why in in these kind of situations, a lot of jobs will not be lost because yeah. even, even like in customer service, like, for example, at self-service, you know when you're just one cent short. Yeah. Now, if you were with a person, they were like, I'll leave it like, because like it's rounding up and everything. But yeah. you got a self-service checkout, you can't. Like, no, it's that's just exactly like, you it. owe me money, you owe me and money. And these things don't work sometimes. You know, like yeah. I've had had situations where I've had to get the person to come please over. Please and place the item in the bagging area. It's in the bagging area. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected item in bagging area. No, there's not. I've scanned them all. <laughs> I haven't breathed near it. <laughs> but yeah, these things don't always work. Mm. Um, so you can only imagine how wrong they could go giving diagnoses. Yeah, diagnoses. Diagnoses. Is it diagnoses? We won't. Uh, Science show, not a grammar show. <laughs> yeah. Although you have a degree in English. <coughs> moving on. Um, moving on. Uh, warehouse workers. We've talked about this before. Um, with Amazon Ooh, and having yes. the robots. Yeah. That sometimes boop into things and have to be yeah, yeah put back on track. Yeah. But So that's already happening. We're already seeing warehouses that are doing this. We doties. Um, huh? We doties. I've made them really cute. Now. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we could be. In your head, you had them looking really cute. And they did yeah. look kind of cute, actually. But there's an online grocery store. You can tell this is an American thing I'm reading it from. <laughs> grocery store. Um, a British uh, f- food shop. <laughs> that are, they're online. And they have recently have an, had a, a situation there where they're... Why can't I get the words out of my mouth? <laughs> Their staff are almost entirely automated. It's almost oh. entirely robots. Oh, and cool. it's literally, you know, the orders come in, the robots go and take them and fulfill the orders yeah. and send them off. Because they don't need people to do it. Because all these things are barcoded. The robots just go around and Mm. they they know it's in section A12 and it's on shelf 2 and it's the second item in. And they go and they grab the thing and they sort out your shopping for you. That's so weird. It's really cool. I love it. But like uh, that's one of those situations where, yeah, I could see a situation where warehouses will need like a warehouse manager Mm. and maybe one or two members of maintenance staff. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, warehouses are very dangerous. Mm. Like, I used to work in a big um, clothing shop, and yeah. their staff room, <coughs> not staff room, sorry, stock room, terrified the life out of me. Because I'm a very clumsy person, and I used to climb, I used to have to climb up really, really high on ladders. Oh, I feel your pain on this one. It was terrifying. Yeah. And, like, I mean, protocol was that you had to have somebody there with you when you're going to be going climbing up the ladders. But mm. I was working there during sale periods, so... Too busy. Wasn't always yeah. an option. So I just had... So, like, you know, if I took extra long coming down from the stock room, it's like, oh, Orla probably injured herself and or died. 
Well, like, I remember that as well. And the same thing, it was a stock room, but it was a particularly large stock mm. room. It was basically a warehouse. I've been yes, in smaller yeah. I've been in smaller warehouses than this stock yeah, room was. That's it. Like and the ceilings are very, very, very high. Yeah, and everything is stacked up. And yeah. as you said, it was the same situation. You were supposed to wait for another member of staff. Mm. But if like, you know, yourself you for a if you're getting it for a customer, you're not gonna wait half an hour, you know, that kind no. of thing. But um those situations obviously do happen. Mm. Uh but that's no fault, I suppose, of the, the shop itself, because strictly speaking, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah, but um, yeah. in a situation like that, it is safer in a lot of ways to mm. have, you know, staff like this that are that are robots, essentially. Yeah. You know, you're going to have less injuries, you're going to have less falls, stuff like that. It's, you know, it, it's, like it's, it makes sense. Yeah. Like. Uh, assembly lines and manufacturing. They kind of yeah. already are in place. Yeah. Uh, we're getting to a situation now where you're getting more and more excuse me, robot stuff that's happening. Like, mm. if you watch, there's actually some fascinating videos you can watch of, like, car assembly plants. Yeah. And it's so it's all, satisfying. it's almost all robots just yeah. slotting everything in. Sure, even in a lot of car ads in particular. Yeah, they, they, they show they it show off. They show that assembly line. Yeah, because it's so cool. Yeah. Like, it's it's like a ready-made ad. You just need to show your actual assembly process. Yeah. And I've watched, like, I've gotten really big into watching, uh, like, food and baking things and stuff. I love them. They're so soothing. Yeah, and a lot of the time they go and they show how the factory version of what they're making is made and they'll do the trip in the factories and it's all robotic. It's mm. all, you know, machines that do the whole thing. The only process humans ever normally have to do is throw the ingredients in at the start. Mm. And that's about it. Or yeah. move the ingredients from the loading area into wherever they're automatically put in. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're getting to the, a point where that's not really needed anymore. And your chocolate bar that you have for your lunch isn't going to be made at all by people. It'll yeah. be 100% automated. And that is, we're already nearly there anyway. That's it. And it's, it's so weird. Mm. But it's so cool. They're making our food. The robots are controlling the food <laughs> supply. Because <laughs> actually, I mean, this was a long, long, long time ago, Charlie Chaplin was in a movie, a silent movie, and it was all about, kind of like, this is post-industrial revolution and mm. stuff, and I think it was the 30s, 30s or 40s, but um, it's kind of this whole post-modern take on it and how the human, like, he gets sucked into the machine and all yeah. this. I can't remember the name of the movie, but um, like, you easily find, it's like The Working Man, I think it is. Yeah. It's a short movie, it's a good watch, because it kind of, like, really gets you thinking mm-hmm. and he kind of becomes part of the machine and it kind of oh wow yeah like and it's it's really weird but it's really really good and that's it's really, all, it's all really like, cool yeah it's a it's basically a 1930s assembly line that's cool yeah, I I'll like that I'll try to get the name of that yeah uh, and while, while you get that we'll just quickly yeah. rush into the next one because I want to get to your stuff now in a second yes, as well yeah. that you had uh, just two in particular that I think are really interesting uh, writers Mm-hmm. There was a situation where they've had robots and people basically go head to head writing about certain topics. No now, way. They can only really write about factual things like statistics yeah, and things okay, like that. Yeah. They're not going to write the next amazing book. Mm-hmm. Now, they probably could yeah. in time, Over time. But at the minute, they're finding that a lot of uh, reporters and stuff are able to use these things. And, well, in future will be uh. to write the articles. And one thing, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is really bad because writers are going to lose jobs and stuff. But one angle on it is for journalists, it's actually probably positive because the journalist can just do all the research, get all the facts, get all the figures, get it all together and then put it into this software. The software will write the article while they're researching something else. Yeah. So it will actually up their productivity. and things like that. Yeah. So it will up their productivity. Yeah. That's really interesting because, mm. like, I mean, 
I I studied journalism when I was in college as part of my degree and like I've always been fascinated by journalism. I kind of wanted to become a journalist but then I was like, yeah. maybe it's not for me. So like this really, really fascinates me. Also, I got the name of the movie. It's called Modern Times. Ah, I see. It's really, really good watch. I, I must give it. that a watch. That's our Do. movie recommendation for the week. Mm. Um, and just one last one before we move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. A bit, gone a bit dark here, Ooh. but uh, Soldiers. <gasps> We're going to see and we more than likely oh. will see a situation where soldier has become replaced by drones yeah. and machines like that and it's one of those things where for everybody involved it's it's almost a positive in terms of the people who are using them yeah. because it it looks good on the books that you've got less soldiers out there mm-hmm. you'll have less casualties which looks good on the on the books you've mm-hmm. less people have died yeah um and you know in terms of finance again going back to the financial side of it because everything including war it's all about the financial side uh, you employ less people it sounds scary though oh it does because you're talking Terminator stuff now exactly (laughs) but also like I mean again that whole like say civilians and you enter the whole moral Mm. the moral issues around it again like which I'll actually get into with the with the cars yeah um, self-driving cars it's like the those kind of moral decisions that only a human can make yeah. sort of thing. And, I mean, as awful as it is, often when casualties in, in war happen, like when there's such large casualties, it kind of changes mm. the direction of it. It's just like, look, we've lost too many people. We need to change yeah. something. We need to have a different approach. But when it's just robots, like, I mean, it could just be destruction, destruction, oh, destruction absolutely. constantly for decades and decades and decades. And I think this is obvious, like, depending, regardless... Don't mind whatever your opinion is on mm. on war and military and stuff like that. That's that's your own opinion. That's yeah. yours. Absolutely entitled to that, and we're all entitled to our own opinions on it. Um, so not trying to put forward anything like that at all. Just yeah. in terms of the facts that yeah, we would see a situation where, as you said, there would be these machines that again they will be controlled by people mm. in yeah. a lot of cases. So yeah. it wouldn't be just to play kind of devil's advocate to the statement you made there. It mm. wouldn't so much be cold machines that are completely you know incapable of making decisions they would be incapable of making decisions other Mm. people would make decisions for them but one thing I did here is it's like the gamification of war in a sense where it's like does the does it feel like there's less consequence if you're standing in front of somebody and you have to look this person in the eye versus if you're sitting in front of a screen yeah it's no longer morally it might be easier some people might find it easier to pull that trigger didn't they do that in Guardians of the Galaxy was it Guardians of the Galaxy where they had this um, where it's like this really snobby planet and they had these fighter planes. and um, Yes, they did. Yeah, and they had the people safe and sound in like the... Like video games. Yeah. yeah. But they were killing, well, shooting at actual ships like because like, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And they they were really getting shot at by these... They were piloting drone ships, essentially. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> making it look like they were playing a video game. Yeah, and like, you know, when their ship got zapped, like, you know, their screen, their face fizzled off the screen. And it was like game over, essentially. Yeah, but then you see like the actual person, like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Like, I, but there you they go. got me. But yeah, there's just some, some ideas of jobs that could disappear with mm. the advent of... Um, more technology and robots and AI and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you were talking about always your creepy. always keeping creepy. Always keeping creepy. Yeah. But last week we talked about the end of the world and people dying and stuff. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we I think we uh, no, I can't even say this was more. It was, it was a bit more positive. <laughs> Marginal. Anyway, driverless cars. Yes. Yeah. Because like that that is one of the things that 
again is, is in our life at the moment yeah. like i mean there's there's a few out there being trialed and like some past trials like it's it's in the foreseeable future Absolutely. if not at the moment that we just we're not rich enough to own them essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so i have a few pros and cons about them cool and um one of them is drivers are at fault for most accidents which you know well at this point probably nearly all accidents surely well weather and things like that True. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, like, while, like, surely some fault, some are faulty mechanics and weather, um, they can be cited as cause for, like, certain accidents. But in most cases, it is the driver themselves. Yeah. And um, that, like, it says here that the drivers are the most dangerous things to hitting, mm. hitting, hitting the open road, which I, well, yeah. even though I am a driver, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. You dangerous driving people. <laughs> um. Uh, like the reality is that there are so many factors at play when a driver gets behind a wheel and that a safe road experience relies on a driver that is 100% focused 100% of the time. Which doesn't exist. No, it is mm. impossible. Because, I mean, you, like, because you, you're driving, you can't, like, you have to be focused on literally everything. It's, yeah. it's hard and it's very draining. Like and you've you said, a million and one things going through your head. Exactly. Yeah. Am I late for work? Yeah. Is this the right way to go? Will I beat the traffic if I go this way instead oh, of this way? Of times I've made, I had yeah. to make that call. Will I, will I go the back roads or not? Which back roads will I go? Mm. <laughs> like, while I'm driving, because there's no traffic lights. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you, you, you're you making these snap decisions. And it's, it's worse when it's a road that you're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, I mean, for me, when I was driving to work, like, it was a back road that would be quiet enough and stuff like that. So, it was, like, I mean, if something out of the ordinary, it would kind of snap me back. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I would always be focused and stuff, but your mind does wander because it's the repetition. It's the same thing over and over again, which, again, like that you'll find on long journeys on, say, a motorway. When yeah. you're on this long stretch of road for a long time with nothing to distract, like not distract you, but to break up the monotony. Like, again, yeah. your mind wanders and like maybe you'll veer into the other lane or you'll like find yourself pressing a little harder on the accelerator. That's how crashes happen on straight motorways. Exactly, you're on a straight stretch yeah. of road. In theory, you shouldn't crash. Yeah. But because it's boring mm-hmm. and I've, you know, I've heard so many people say this exact same thing that because yeah. it gets boring, boring and monotonous your brain you drift a bit you do you get bored and actually my dad he like not so much anymore but he did he used to have to do a lot of long journeys kind of down the country Mm -hmm. like in the one day up and back and his car actually has little sensors that it detects when he's been on a long journey and a little pop-up will come up saying like um fatigue do you want a coffee and if you don't... And then it pops out. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be so Not cool. there yet. Not there yet, but that'd be so cool. Like Santa's day in the Santa Claus. Would you like a coffee? Ding! <laughs> <laughs> um, nearly. The next model. Yeah. Um, and if he doesn't knock that off, then it will pop up again, saying just like, are you sure you don't want to take a pit stop? And then if he doesn't, like, knock that off, a little alarm starts going. It's like, ping, ping, ping. Because... It suspects that maybe you have fallen asleep yeah. or things like that. And, like, that is a, an amazing addition. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I've gone on some of those drives with him and, like, it's dark. There's no other cars on the road. It's very boring. Like, mm. and, um... Like, Your music will only keep you occupied for so long. That's yeah. it. And, um, like, my dad would, like, kind of... Sometimes he would go for the coffee and... Or he'd, like, leave, like roll down the window or kind of switch CDs and stuff like yeah. that. So it's just something something different, something to break it up. But, like, it is, at the end of the day, it can be very monotonous and... You, you might, you might need a particularly to. interesting podcast to listen yes, to. Yes, yeah, that's very trendy <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> particularly ours. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Never a dull moment. No. Um, another thing, another pro, um, pro to it is the accessibility for those who can't drive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, if like we were saying, like with prosthetics and things like that, or say not even if you've lost a limb, if you just have decreased mobility or like different things like that, either you have to have a specifically made and altered car. Yes. Yeah. So like off like, like um, pedal extenders that's and it, different yeah. things. You can even get things on the steering wheel that make it easier to drive with one hand. Yeah. 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 Um. So oops. Um. It's that kind of thing. The there are many people who have restricted mobility, and uh, like even as a result of age. Yeah. Um, but with fully automated cars, more will have access to continuing to drive. Absolutely. So, like one of the things I mentioned was like people who don't have driver's license, like will be able to drive. That I kind of disagreed with, because I feel like it's kind yeah. of like an like like autopilot. Like you'd, if if was so, if something was to fail. You, you need to know how to absolutely to, to, to drive, like yeah. to regain control. That's why I completely agree with the idea that when these cars become the norm, when it becomes mm. the thing where driverless cars are everywhere, they still need to have a the base steering knowledge. wheel. But like, I mean, the car itself should always still have steering wheel, pedals, yes. the whole thing. Yeah. So if something does go wrong, you can, you fit, can even uh, if it's enough knowledge to pull over safely. Yeah. Like, but just to like, if something was to go. That you're not just like, oh, well, here, I die. <laughs> and it should also be a legal requirement, I think. Definitely, and this is just personal yeah. opinion that who, if there's only yeah. one person in the car, they have to be sitting in the driver's seat and mm. somebody has to be in that seat. You can't you can't really have a situation where you get in, set where you want to go and then go into the back seat and have a nap. Yeah. Like, yeah. there no. really should be somebody in the car. Yeah. In the so, front seat of the car. Exactly. Because, I mean, and most importantly in the early days. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in 50, 60 years, they will be just perfected, like yeah. not a, but just a tiny, tiny margin for error. Well, there'll always be but a margin for error. And exactly. That's, it's not fair to expect that to ever go away. Mm. You know, like if, if people are waiting for the day when, okay, I'll get a driverless car when they're a hundred percent safe and nothing ever goes, there's no such thing. die. Yeah. <laughs> you you will never. If that's what you're waiting for, you will never ever be in a driverless car because that uh, day is not going to come. No. Sure, even the cars we have at the moment, they are not perfect. Yeah, there's no such thing. Technology can't be perfect. Perfectionist in the eye of the beholder. Mm. I know it's supposed to be beauty, but perfectionist. Perfectionist too. There's no such thing as perfection. No. (laughs) Well. Simple as. Except this podcast. Yeah, well, (laughs) this this show is, is, you know, as close as you're going to get. You know. It's it is. It's sometimes it's scary. Yes, yeah. I scare myself. (laughs) Sometimes this show scares me. (laughs) Um Another positive, which kind of going back to accidents, is automatic brakes. Um, right. This is something that I learned when I was learning to drive, and it's a little saying called TOT. So if you are in the driver's seat, you need to see tires on tarmac. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot see the car in front of you's cut tires, if you can't see them touching the road, you're too close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, you know the way there's the two-second rule? Yeah. Which is double if it's in wet conditions, which is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top driving <laughs> tips. Um, but like we when, give everything here, even driving tips. Yeah. But, like, when you're when you're stopped, like, you don't have those two seconds because you're stopped. So yeah. it's tires on tarmac. And oh, this is going to sound so lame. But because I've been getting a lot of public transport and I've been sitting in traffic, sometimes when I'm looking at the window, I watch 
to see the, the distances between the cars. I've so done that too. Really? I've done that oh, too. Oh my God, I thought that was just like a driving mm. thing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to I've done it. Do you remember the ad where it was like, the guy's driving and they pass by a sign mm. and it's like, you should pass by this sign two seconds yeah. after the driver in front of you. Yes. I've often looked at cars and gone one, two, no, yeah. that wasn't two. Yeah. One, two, three. You're too far behind. Move <laughs> up. <laughs> yep. Um, but basically, That's how boring buses can get yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Um, basically, automatic brake functions will now prevent like nose to tail crashes on like on motorways yeah. and things like that. Because even if there's no damage, it's still the law. You still have to get out. You need to take pictures and you need to take note of it. Well, you don't have to um, like make claims or anything like yeah. that. But that's it. Actually, yeah, insurance issues. Like, mm. what if you were to have a crash with a driverless car? Mm. What would you do? You know, well, like, they'd still have to be insured. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, true. Never mind. And like it would just, register just the damage. completely ignore that. There, <laughs> I'm tired. Clearly. <laughs> um, another common one that a lot of cars, like normal cars, are doing is redu- the reduction of carbon emissions. Yes. Well, electric um, cars are becoming way more that's of a it. thing. And they're saying that the drive, the driverless cars that they're producing and planning to produce will all be electric. They won't be hybrid or anything like that. Yeah. They'll just be straight up electric as they should be at this point exactly yeah like I mean making new cars that aren't right? I'm just like I know they're complicated but I'm just like let's put, put more and they're expensive like mm. I think the only reason I'm not 100% on board with the whole thing of like right now every car should be an electric car mm. is a lot of people just can't afford them and there's a lot of people who rely on their cars yeah. and you know maybe it's for medical reasons or getting to the hospitals and yeah. stuff like that they rely on their car they can't be without one so if it was a blanket law brought in like okay by next year we have to get rid of all petrol cars like no that doesn't make any sense no but there should definitely be a, a thing made where like they become less common as electric cars become more common but they are becoming much cheaper yeah they like are and as more start to come out they yeah, will become cheaper when people are, when more people are asking for them, they're yeah. gonna have no choice but to decrease it. And as more electric cars come into the second-hand market, that's mm. when it's gonna start to become way easier. Exactly. Yeah. Because right now, there's obviously just not they're enough of them. They're all brand new. Yeah. Like. So there's not very many in the second-hand market. Yeah. And because they, uh, they have a pretty long life and yeah. stuff like they, they run for a very long time. It'll take a while before they end Mm. up in the second-hand market. But I think once they get into the realm where they're around the same price as petrol cars, I think that's it. Yeah. Um. And then, like the other, the other pro is like driving can be fun. Like, it, like I, I enjoy driving again because mm-hmm. I don't have to do it every day. Like I go for little drives, but I mean, when you have to do it, it's boring. Mm. It's an effort. Like you're just sitting in traffic, staring at the driver next to you. Like, hey, friend, you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just like take Chris a look Ria at said, the driver next. That's weird. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yes. <laughs> Chris Ria rules. Oh. Driving home for Christmas. <laughs> Um, but basically, it's not always a fun activity that you want to do. It's no. something that you have to do because it gets you from A to B. Um, and then some of the cons that I th- that will just fly through, mm-hmm. but criminal hacking and computer crashes or glitches. Yes. So like all computer systems, like cars would be programmed to run a certain way, but there's always going to be a risk. Like there's always going to be computer hackers and there's going to be glitches and things like that that can be manipulated mm-hmm into causing like a crash or or different things like that so yeah. it's or faults in the car where the car just breaks down and stops moving which that's another would, thing which would go back to why i do think it, it's important to have some form of driving license yeah to get behind and even if it's just an automatic car yeah like the computer just stopped working and now you actually have to drive the car mm, you yeah know. surprise oh, now all of a sudden <laughs> it's one of those old-fashioned drivey cars <laughs> Manual car. Oh my god. What is this? 
Oh my god, sorry, just I don't want to interrupt you. But remember you were talking before about the the kid. Anyone who listened to season one will remember this. The kid who had who thought it was weird uh, hearing phone. the term mobile phone. Yep. Do you think it's gonna get to the point someday, like in the very distant future, where kids you find the idea phone? of Yeah, where like phones used to drive nice. phones? <laughs> When did you drive? I didn't know you could drive a phone. You can't um, drive a phone? But um, will it get to the point where saying like driverless car or automatic yeah. car, some kid is going to turn around and go, automatic car? car? There was a car that wasn't automatic? Yeah. Is that yeah. going to happen someday? Probably. I'd say so, yeah. Uh, easily in our lifetime, I'd say. Again, provided we live to a normal amount. We're just going to be really old going, I remember back, back in my, in my day, day when you had to press the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> what the pedal? <laughs> Oh, God. Um, And then one of the other cons was the whole moral machine thing Mm. that we mentioned earlier. When it's making a call between, say, hitting a pedestrian or hitting a horse. Like, like that was the example they gave. Like, when you're travelling 70 kilometres an hour and it's, like, a, a person might veer out of the way of the pedestrian to hit a pole or something. like. Yeah. You'll damage your car. You'll probably get injured. But, but you saved the life. Exactly. Like you're, it probably won't be life threatening to yourself. Or like a group of kids walking to school, and mm. these are the kind of ones as well where the even the human, I suppose, has a di- would have a difficulty. Mm. You're gonna lose control of the car. There's a group of kids walking to school here, or there's a couple of people over there. Yeah, which side do you veer? Yeah. And would the ro- the robot just end up kind of freaking out and going, "What do I decide?" See, because it like it's generally programmed for like self preservation, protect mm. itself, and the driver. So. It would it would hit whichever one would cause less impact. Yeah. Um. So like it's that whole thing because a human can make that snap decision. Um, yeah. And whereas a, a machine mightn't make the mightn't have because I mean you think pretty fast. Like you do. Yeah. In those kind of situations, like I mean, you either veer or you don't veer. Yeah, you either hit the group of kids or you fly off the side of the bridge exactly. type of a thing. You know, yeah, it's those yeah. types of decisions that yeah. the computer, as you said, it might make that self-preservation decision and swerve mm. towards the kids so it doesn't destroy itself. Exactly, and this, like, the, the computer is serving you. Mm. And it's like, oh, you're my buddy, I want to keep you safe. I don't know these meat sacks in front of my car. <laughs> like, yeah, these are the decisions we just, we don't know exactly, how they'll handle yeah. them and we can't really know yeah. right now how they'll be handled. Yeah. They'll um, just sort of, they'll come when they come. That's it. And then the final one was just expenses. Like, mm-hmm. at the moment, they're very, very, very expensive. Like, oh, between 100 and 300 grand. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, the average Joe isn't, like, you know, having this decision, will I get an automatic car? Or will I get a self-driver or driverless car? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, will I pop down to, like, the second-hand garage over there? <laughs> yes. You'll probably go and do that one, mm. more than likely. More than likely. Um, but that was fascinating. Mm. I think the whole idea of driverless cars is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And I liked getting the pros and cons because mm. that's what I want. Like, because I am on the fence again, mainly for the moral side and like the the whole thing of me, like I my whole opinion of needing to have somebody with a license of some kind to say like, if this goes wrong, I can rectify it to the yeah. best of my ability, kind of thing. Absolutely. Rather than somebody who's like, I have no idea what a clutch is. <laughs> mm. Like. Yeah, I. I, I I mean, I, I have my license and I still don't really understand the clutch, but still. <laughs> I think we're on the same boat with most of this. Yeah. You know, like I think we com- I, we both definitely fall in line when it comes to the having to have someone who knows how to drive a car in mm-hmm. the car. Um, I think I trust it more than I distrust it. Definitely. I oh trust God, the idea, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. like And like you see cars with aspects of the self-driving car already, like those stopping distance mm. ones and the ones that can detect the, the road markings. 
that if your car does start to veer, a little alarm goes off. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, as it, you get closer to the market. Yeah, and it really Or as you get closer to again. a car in front of you. Yeah, so we've already seen cars that can park themselves. Yes, so stuff like that's yeah. starting to happen. That will definitely be my next car. A <laughs> um, couple of quick news stories before we head. Yes. Because we're running out of time. This show always flies by. Uh, nanobots that oh. have been created to probe inside human cells. <laughs> These things are teensy weensy. Um, researchers have built. Probe. Huh? Still use the word probe. Yeah, that's the thing. No one likes the word probe. Nope. Probe. Um, re- everyone thinks aliens. Mm. But uh, researchers have built a set of like tiny, like magnetic tweezers um, that can be used to position a nanoscale bead inside a human cell. Mm. Um, and this can be used for, at the minute, it's being used more for like studying things. Okay. So it's already been used to study the properties of cancer cells, um, which can lead to uh, improvements in diagnosis and even in sussing out how to treat certain yeah. types of cancers and stuff because it knows exactly what type of cell what type of cancer cell you have because as we know one of the problems with with cancer in particular is there's so many different types yes uh, and that's that obviously creates a pretty massive issue mm. and like that's the that's the hardest part mm. really is locking it down yeah but to me this opens up the idea of instead of having a crap load of different medications for different things you have these nano bots essentially mm. that just they're programmed to attack a certain thing they go and they do it yes instead of having a load of chemicals in your body you have like little robots essentially yeah. that do the job which sound kind of cute so cool. um, this one this was my time thingy uh, <laughs> oh, researchers yes. have rever- managed to reverse the flow of time using what? IBM's quantum computer oh my god so it's it's all being done on a computing level um, this is in Theory in nature, this is um, impossible still. Mm. But I seen it was described as basically the equivalent, what they kind of did on a quantum computing level mm. would be the equivalent to if you could drop a pebble into the water, mm-hmm. the ripples start and you push the ripples, ripples back. You make Ooh, them go backwards, essentially. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but That's yeah, true. they've managed, to, they're looking at new paths to kind of do this. Um, they managed to return the computer basically briefly to the past. Um, so they're looking into it's making them look into new paths for possible like time time travel. I mean, it's it's one of those things of it sounds more probably more sci-fi than it is. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll keep you up to date on that if there's any new things on that. And there's like if we could actually probably do an episode on this because yeah. there's loads in it. Travel. And I'm not. We only have like a minute left, so I'm not going to try dig into it now. But go read up on it. Um, Science Daily have a really really good uh, write up on the whole thing. Awesome. Read up on the whole situation. It's fascinating. But uh, as I said, we are out of time. Yeah, we just did it. Another show in the bag. No. Uh, join us back here next week. Uh, we will have loads more science, fun and discussion. And um, the existential crisis. And yeah, as of well. course. As We'll find another way to make the show slightly, just slightly depressing. <laughs> and then we have to bring it up and make it fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Armageddon next week and hopefully yeah. no military soldiery things next week. Yeah, but, but no uh, promises. No promises. Oh, of course not. No, the whole show could just be about those two things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, until then, we are going to head off. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Have a good